Welcome to the Dildork Storky Discourse on sex, dating, and masturbating. My name is Kate Sloan. I'm a sex journalist, a sex blogger, and I have been a very sleepy person for my entire life, basically. <laughs> Who are you, friend? I am Bex. I am a sex educator and a porn maker, and I quite enjoy sleepy sex. Yes, me too. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned last week when we were talking about dirty talk that it would be fun to like flip through my book and just choose random sections to do episodes about. And I was thinking, Mm -hmm. like, what would I be really excited to do an episode about from that list? And last night it came to me because I was (laughs) I was very sleepy (laughs) and my spouse like was down for some fucking. But I was like, I think it has to be explicitly like sleepy sex which is a different flavor of sex and like the reason Mm -hmm. i checked in about it is that not everybody is into that flavor of sex all the time i think that Mm -hmm. my spouse pretty much is into it all the time though so they're nodding vigorously (laughs) Uh, that sounds right yeah but so i was like that would be fun we've touched on sleepy sex uh you know in a few different episodes including one on altered states but i thought it would be cool to like do a bit of a deeper dive on it Mm -hmm. yeah i think so because it's I think it is the kind of thing that a happens more often than people want to talk about. And like, yep. There are, if you call it a kink, it's really edgy, but I think vanilla people do it all the time, much like choking and uh, several other things that kinksters are like, no, there's a lot of like complicated and interesting stuff at play when you're playing with that. And there's these, you know, psychological dynamics and safety things and vanilla folks are like, it's fun. I like it. It's <laughs> like, yeah, me too. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's very similar to intoxicated sex in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I had the question about consent a little later on my list, but now that I'm thinking about it, I actually think we should start by talking about some of the consent issues just to kind of yeah. get that in our minds before we dive into the rest of this conversation. Cause I think it is vitally important uh, when it mm-hmm. comes to this as well as many other things. Um, so can you take us through like kind of a, a sleepy sex consent one on one? Yeah, well, I mean, so the thing is, someone who's unconscious can't consent to sex. Like, that's pretty basic, right? Yeah. Um, and consent, like many other deeply human things, has a lot of gray areas, right? So mm-hmm. I guess we should start with like a definition of sleepy sex, which can take a lot of different forms, right? Um, yeah, I think that a uh, useful distinction consent-wise is when we say sleepy sex, we may mean sex where one or both participants are just very tired or we may mean right. somebody is asleep. Right, exactly. And the sex can start when someone is awake and kind of falling asleep and quite sleepy. Mm-hmm. And in that kind of twilight era, um, it can start with someone asleep and be waking someone up into sex, like either early morning or in the middle of the night or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so both of those have like, their own complications when it comes to consent, right? Mm -hmm. Um, The more sleepy and out of it someone is, the harder it is for them to speak up and advocate for themselves in what they need. Um, If someone is asleep and has been for a while and you're waking them up with sexy times, which is like a fantasy I think a lot of people have, Mm -hmm. you can't tap them on the shoulder and say, you you, you down to fuck this morning? Great, I'm going to wake you up in, in two minutes to fuck. Great. Like, it doesn't quite work. Um, yeah. So 
if this is the kind of thing that you're wanting to engage with, you are taking a little bit of a leap of faith and relying a little bit on the trust that you have built up in your relationship. This is not the kind of play that works great for one-night stands or pickup play or that sort of thing. This Mm -hmm. is play that works best between partners who have some sort of a like consent agreement throughout their relationship, right? An understanding of what kind of things are fun and okay, what kind of things are a little edgy for that person, and what kind of things are very much a no, right? Someone who understands that landscape and understands their partner's body language and what they're looking for, I think is the baseline for playing with this type of thing. And then I think you want to have several conversations about like, how do you feel about this idea in concept, right? Like, mm-hmm. what? when do you seem, feel like you're in the mood for these kinds of things and when might you not be, right? Like, if mm-hmm. you have a stressful thing happening that day, that's not a morning to wake you up with sex? Or is it to keep your mind off of the stuff coming and, like, right. start your day relaxed? Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, having lots of conversations about what context this sounds fun and hot in, what circumstances, like, you expect it to go well, what your partner's preferences and feelings around these things are, mm-hmm. um, is really important. And then, when, like... If you're in a relationship where you've both agreed to play with this sort of thing, you've also agreed to trip over some stuff sometimes, right? Mm -hmm. You've agreed to start coming on to your partner and being real physical and have them go, no, not this morning sometimes, right? right? And go like, no, I woke up feeling nauseous this morning. I think I'm sick, right? And you go, oh, Mm -hmm. sorry, shit. I didn't realize. I did sorry, Right. right? Or, oh, I had nightmares all night, right? Like you're, you're accepting that there are going to be times where you're going to tread a little over the line and have to graciously step back. And the other person is also accepting that they're going to have to like, Oh, sometimes your hand will be in my pants. I'll be like, Whoa, good morning. No, sorry. This is usually fun. No, sorry. No. Yeah. I think that's a really good point because I think that if you're a person who like would be really fucked up by an overstep like that, whether it's because of sexual trauma in the past or whatever, like maybe this Mm -hmm. isn't for you and that's okay. Um, Mm -hmm. As with everything we talk about, like it might be for you or it might not. We're not going to try to like talk you into wanting to do this here because I really think it's, it's fully possible. It's just something that you're not going to be into and that you're not going to feel okay with, whether morally or consent wise or whatever it may be. And that's totally okay. Uh, we're just very pro harm reduction here. So we want to talk about it because as we said, like there are a lot of people who do it and a lot of people who do it without thinking about the safety stuff behind it. Also, it turns me on. So I talk about it for an hour (laughs) and I'm allowed. It's my show. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, on the topic of consent, a little bit more on that. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that it's really important to have conversations about like your motivations and Mm -hmm. um, what turns you on potentially about sleepy sex before you start creating like a consent agreement for it for your relationship. Mm -hmm. Because I think that there are a lot of people who agree to sleepy sex because basically like either they're tired and they want to have sex or like they're tired and their partner wants to have sex. And like, those can be good reasons, but I think that it's often better if you have, you know, something a little more um, intrinsic to the kink that draws you to it. Uh, I mm-hmm. think that it's easy to 
run into consent complications if you're really just sort of doing it because you feel pressured or obligated. Um, and I think like from talking to other kinksters, including yourself about sleepy sex, it seems like the power differential is like a big part of what draws people to it. Like, especially when one partner is sleepy or asleep and the other is very much awake because there's this, uh, differential in terms of what those two people are able to do, how active they're able to be um, in the context of like a CNC type role play thing. Maybe there's a difference in like how hard one person can fight, quote unquote fight Mm -hmm. um, in that struggle. And um, the other thing I hear a lot from folks is about inhibitions, like similarly to Mm. drinks or drugs, being sleepy can really kind of lift a lot of your self-consciousness or your worry about how you're coming across uh, so that you can just kind of vibe and like not, you know, not be so stressed about the types of things that you might stress about during sex if you were more awake. Does that seem in Mm -hmm. line with what you find hot about this type of stuff? Yeah, absolutely. I think for me, there's also this element of, so something I find hot just kind of universally is the idea of being like used as a fuck toy or someone jerking off into me or like my pleasure is tangential or like maybe even like an inconvenient extra thing. Like, I guess you're getting off too, but (laughs) I'm using you to get off, right? Right. Um, If they make me come, it's because I like the way you feel when you do. So like, I guess that'll feel good for you too. But like, Mm -hmm. I want to do it, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And this like sleepy sex kind of thing plays into that in that if I am asleep or falling asleep or like, I'm not necessarily expected to be particularly responsive or performative Mm -hmm. um and it can very clearly just be like no no this person is doing the things that feels good for them this Mm -hmm. person is like enjoying their thing and like whatever so there's a lot of that stuff in there which ties into the power stuff certainly but is a little separate and then there's like the power dynamic stuff and then there's certainly some like levels of taboo as well Mm -hmm. because um there's certainly a lot of that tied up in there Mm -hmm. i also think if you're the person who prefers to be more awake there may be an element there of like it removes inhibitions for you too because the person who you're doing stuff with isn't maybe paying as close attention Um, Mm -hmm. So maybe it's a good opportunity to like practice uh, confidence in dominance and topping. Mm -hmm. It can also be related to a pretty huge range of fetishes. Like my spouse is into many different things that sort of can look like sleepiness or can look like being Mm -hmm. asleep, whether that's hypnosis or the idea of anesthesia, um, which links into like medical play. Um, Mm -hmm. There's a whole bunch of different like role plays and other kinks that you could connect this to. Mm-hmm. And um, it, I think it's a more flexible kink than it might initially seem to be. Yeah, it's definitely a thing we tie into like intoxicants and like role plays in that era as well. Mm-hmm. Um, there's something fun about like the hazy, slightly out of itness, slightly that can so easily tip into that blissed out feeling, especially if we're playing with intoxicants or when, you know, if you slip into like almost kind of a sleep and floaty and then suddenly things start feeling good and it can just be in that other like little blissed out place, that can be a lot of fun. Yeah. I think this is a kink where it's very easy to 
feel like you would like certain things about it and then try them out and find that you don't actually. Um, mm, so mm-hmm. like I am, I used to be pretty drawn to the idea of like being woken up with oral sex. There was something very kind of like decadent and like princessly to me about that. Mm-hmm. And then when I've actually had partners do that to me, my reaction was always just like, why are you waking me up? Like, I want to sleep, <laughs> leave me alone. So I had to kind of accept that like, it's not in fantasy. It doesn't really work for me IRL. And like, uh, I think that that's kind of like the current state of my like sleepy sex agreement with my partner is like generally stuff at night is okay for me stuff in the morning is not so great um, but I've, yeah. I had a partner in the past once who often I would like wake up with insomnia in the middle of the night and like be unable to get back to sleep and I would just like start giving him a hand job because we had agreed that that was okay mm-hmm. and it would be really super fun like he would be like half asleep he would get off we would clean up then we would go back to sleep and it was just like nice and connective yeah that's really delightful I am like mostly down for morning things but there are certainly mornings where like my partner will like cuddle up behind me and just get nah. like, oh, never, no, okay, never mind. I'll go, I'll go get some water for you. It's okay, buddy. <laughs> like, you know, I don't want to do anything. Then the blanket dramatically comes over my head, and it's a whole other thing. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell us about? Um- the conversations that you initially had with your partner about you know this type of sex and. Um- how and when it's okay to do it and kind of like what that looks like in your sex life now? Yeah. Well, I think it initially came up because so in addition to this, like kind of falling asleep, sleepy sex and kind of waking up sleepy sex that we talked about, Mm -hmm. um, my partner and I are both prone to initiating sex while asleep. (laughs) so like it's not like we also are both people who like occasionally talk in their sleep or do other things in their sleep so like it's not it's not like that out of character um but we will occasionally wake up already fucking (laughs) so the conversations just kind of happened because they had to Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) and now at this point like we'll wake up in the morning and be like how many times did we like we fucked before bed but did we also no there was one more you started that one i started that what the oh uh (laughs) so there wasn't really a moment of like i'm into this thing can i like talk to you about it like Mm -hmm. we wound up they had mentioned it because they knew it was a thing about themselves Mm -hmm. um so they mentioned it early on and we've noticed i also do it too um because they're the first partner I've slept next to for quite a long time. Uh, <laughs> so it was a fun adventure. Um, but there was, I think, after that, a more deliberate conversation about like intentionally engaging it. And it was kind of what you talked about earlier at a time when I was quite like sleepy and was like, no sex sounds delightful <laughs> and I'm tired. Yeah. Um, and like at the time I was like quite sleepy and I was like, I'm going to be like, quite visibly out of it mm-hmm. and i would like to do this is that okay right and, and they agreed and like so we played at that point and that was like quite fun and then afterwards we were like okay so that was hot um <laughs> let's talk about that 
Mm-hmm. Um, and it has been more like matters of conversation that we've had like afterwards where like this was hot because of this and I'll still like throw up a flag if I'm like I'm feeling like particularly more out of it than usual like I'm going to be particularly less responsive and some mm-hmm. of that is because I like to give them the heads up that like I'm still very down and I'm feeling you know XYZ way today mm-hmm. um, but also because I I find the reassurance really comforting to be like, no, this is the game we're playing and they also like this game. Yeah. Because like, I will, even if I'm not that sleepy, I will often lean into this because this is to an extent a role play. I'm not just going to sleep and not noticing this. I'm going to sleep and leaning into pretending I'm not noticing this because that's still hot for me. Mm -hmm. And like, pretending i'm still kind of falling asleep even though like i'm probably not gonna fall asleep with someone's fingers in me not saying it's never happened just (laughs) not all that often yeah yeah i relate to a lot of that i think that sleepy sex has sometimes been like i think it's a, a much safer alternative if you have fantasies of the type of like what if I took too many drugs and I was passed out and someone used my body kind of thing? Like, mm-hmm. I don't really mm-hmm. want to take the amount of drugs that it would take to make that happen um, <laughs> for many reasons. And I think sleepy sex can be like an interesting way of playing with that idea. Mm-hmm. Um, also, in terms of like the middle of the night hand jobs that I used to give to that one partner, I think part of that for me was like, it wasn't even kinky, but it was like insomnia is so isolating sometimes and you yeah. just feel like so alone in the world. And part of me just like really wanted to feel connected to this person who was sleeping beside me. And the fact that he was able to like fully get hard and come for my hand job while like mostly asleep was pretty cool and like did feel connective. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I really relate to what you said about like giving the heads up beforehand because, uh, you know, especially having heard horror stories from people before about like partners falling asleep during sex and like how bad that made them feel. Like, I think it's mm-hmm. nice to tell someone if that's what they're getting into. Like, even if we've previously right. talked about being into it, maybe your ego's feeling a little bit fragile today and you don't want to have someone fall asleep while you're going down on them. Maybe mm-hmm. um, you're just in the mood for something a bit more active. You're just not feeling that, whatever. So it's good to give the heads up. And then because my partner is so often into this fantasy, I will be like, I'm really sleepy, but we can still do stuff. And they'll be like, I know you're really sleepy. Like that's, I'm into it. Like mm-hmm. lean into it. It's all, it's all good. Mm-hmm. Uh, which allows me to actually relax and lean into it in a way that I wouldn't be able to otherwise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Having that reassurance can help me feel like so much more comfortable. Cause I think one of the really lovely things about sleepy sex for me is that it feels Like, I don't know, that kind of sleepy feeling is not completely separate from getting off. Like, if I was laying in bed alone, I would probably be jerking off before bed Mm -hmm. if I am, like, quite that sleepy to help me fall. Like, I often get off to help me fall asleep in that, like, more, I don't know, perfunctory kind of way. And this kind of, like, right before bed, quick sleepy sex with someone that, you know, I'm sleeping next to feels a little bit like inviting them into that experience. Yeah. Where it's like, this is, no, this is just the relaxing fast, like, we're both gonna get off in a way that feels good for both of us, and we're gonna fall asleep together, and, like, yeah, it it feels almost like turning that flavor of jerking off into a couple's experience, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense. Yep. 
Yeah, I've heard from a lot of my partners in the past that getting off right before sleep was super helpful for them. And yeah, that helps me as well. And um, yeah, it's nice. I, it also just occurred mm-hmm. to me that I somehow haven't mentioned daddy dom little girl stuff yet this episode. But like, oh, yeah, um, sleepy sex integrates really nicely with that in the sense of like, instead of a bedtime story, you're getting a bedtime fuck. Cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there are so many great stories that like, role plays that can get wrapped into bedtime if Mm -hmm. especially if you're playing with those kinds of dynamics like we do a lot of um daddy stuff we like we can play there are all kinds of role plays i love sleepover stuff Mm. like you know um friends at a sleepover that sort of thing yeah we so many bedtime role plays so many (laughs) it's a rich vein This week's episode of The Dildorks is sponsored by HustlerHollywood.com, which is a website that sells a number of vibrators, dildos, strap-ons, anal toys, bondage toys, lingerie, lubes, and much more. Uh, They have such a wide selection, and it has a lot of stuff on it that, like, I have tried and loved like the magic wand line and I think some Vickskin mm-hmm. stuff. And then also a lot of stuff that mm-hmm. I've been really curious about and have had on my wish list for a while. Um, is there anything that caught your eye that you wanted to talk to us about? Yeah, I wanted to mention, I love whenever these sites have any sort of like gender expression stuff on them. So I wanted to mention that they have the Packer Gear Boxer Brief Harness. It's a line from Calex that I think came out, I don't know, two years ago or something at this point. Um, Maybe longer, time isn't real. But I've been actually pretty impressed with their harness. It's one of the boxer style ones, so it's good for just like feeling like you're wearing your underwear. Um, But it'll keep your packer in place, and it has an O-ring that you can actually put a dick in as well. So it's good for like if you want to wear your packer during the day and not have it like sliding all over your fucking underwear, (laughs) because I hate when my dick is like halfway across my thigh, but maybe that's just a me problem. Uh, and then you can swap it out with a toy for later. It's not going to give you as much control as like a jock style harness, but it's pretty solid, especially for the price point. So it's definitely worth checking out. Cool. And I will put the link to that in the show notes. Um, the thing I saw that caught my eye is this toy called Inya the Rose, which is this mm. like pressure wave simulation thing slash vibrator that went viral on TikTok recently. Like some TikToker talked about how it was like, gave her the best orgasms ever and then like a whole bunch of people were trying it i was like wow social media is wild Um, but i really like this thing because like so many of those pressure wave toys like womanizers and satisfiers they are getting better now but like by and large a lot of them still look like ear thermometers or just things that i don't really want to put on my bits and i really like that this one has like these pretty rose petals and it pairs vibration Mm. with the pressure wave stimulation so it's it's really great for a broad range of different clitoral sensations um so that's any other rose i will put links to those in the show notes and we are lucky enough that we have a discount code to offer for our listeners. If you go to hustlerhollywood.com, pick up any product you like and use the code JUICE15, that's J-U-I-C-E-1-5, for 15% off your order. Thanks, Hustler Hollywood. Make me feel alright
Okay, we have some listener questions about sleepy sex. There was actually a, a lot of questions that came in, many of which were from my spouse. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to tell you which ones. Um, this first one, we were kind of touching on this a little bit before, uh, but the question is, how can I feel less guilty about just laying there? Um, and I think my top tip for this would be to have a chat with your partner about how they feel about you just laying there because... yeah. As with my partner, it's quite possible that they're actually really into it. It's quite possible that you are making assumptions about what they would or would not be into. Um, And you can also ask the question, like, even if you're not inherently into me just laying there, maybe what can I do that would make that more exciting for you? Should I wear lingerie? Should I make more sounds? You know, there's probably something you could do. Right, exactly. I would talk to them and have them tell you about their experience of this and what is so hot for them. Um, Because it may get to, I don't know, if laying particularly still is hot for them, it could be fun for you then to be focused on staying as still as you can, right? Or are they Mm -hmm. talking about seeing like little subconscious moments or getting to like catch the sound of a little bit of a moan in between like, sleepy sounds or whatever right and then you can pay attention to doing those little things that they've said are hot Mm -hmm. yeah I I said to my partner recently I was just having a moment of guilt and I was like I feel bad that sometimes I'm sort of a starfish and they Mm -hmm. were like well starfishes are beautiful magical creatures and (laughs) like you don't need to feel (laughs) bad about being a starfish they're basically just encouraging me to like interrogate my because I do think that that's like a, a, a thing that's like leveled against women and bottoms uh, in the world of sex is the idea of like it being bad to just lay there. And like, as we know, mm-hmm. as kinksters, sometimes that's kind of what you're doing. Like that's yeah. it, not that bottoms always have to be passive, but sometimes they are. And sometimes that's what both people are into. And that's okay. Right. And you can still be engaged in what's happening without necessarily being like physically doing the most Mm -hmm. right like often bottoming is a process of being passive in the moment and doing a lot of the work that makes you a really great bottom before the scene Mm -hmm. yep it's true and in setting up the scene anyway i have a workshop on that (laughs) about it later it's fine yeah on that note (laughs) of topping and bottoming when i do sleepy sex mostly i'm a bottom but that's just because mostly i'm a bottom in my life Mm -hmm. like just in general um i would imagine that being a sleepy top is harder especially like i wouldn't recommend doing things that require a lot of like fine motor control like impact play as a top if you're sleepy for the same reason that you're not supposed to like drive a tractor when you've taken benadryl um (laughs) but what's your take on like topping and bottoming vis-a-vis sleepy sex is it possible to top when you're sleepy yeah for sure i mean i think it's a little bit harder right because the energy whether you are actively sleepy or playing the role of the sleepier participant like it is a little trickier to be actively toppy but there are certainly things to be done for like oh, I'm sleepy and out of it and hardly notice that I'm just kind of like touching you because you're here next to me and feel good and I don't Mm -hmm. know. Um, Like that can certainly be a thing. Um, I do think somewhere through the scene, the toppier side of the person probably has to wake up into it a little bit more if we're trying to be any sort of like 
aggro kind of toppy mm-hmm. if you're trying to have any sort of like energy into a thing. That's not to say that you can't be dominant and sleepy though, because mm-hmm. so we talk a lot about the distinction between topping and doming. And while it's probably a little harder to practically be the doer and be the top and the active person if you are also trying to play the sleepier role. Mm-hmm. Um, it is possible to be the sleepy dominant with the submissive who is getting away with something or who is like, oh, daddy's asleep so I can do blah, blah, blah. Or Mm -hmm. like, daddy might not notice if I, Mm -hmm. right? Um, So that is a fun thing we play a lot, which also allows like the dominant person to wake up more and switch mid-scene if they want to and take control mid-scene if they want to. Um, but having the, especially because I am pretty much always the dominant, sleepy sex is often a way I get to be a little bottomier or a little subbier because oh, I'm just out of it. I don't know. <laughs> and, and my pet has just been given free reign of the house. So I guess they're going to do with that what they will. Yep. That's cute. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> there was a question about sex toys that are suitable for sleepy sex. And specifically the question was about like, vibrators and other powered toys that might be quieter like quiet enough for this Mm. situation but it it got me thinking in general about toys that could help with this and the first thing that came to mind for me was those thigh harnesses by unicorn Mm. collaborators because Mm. i think it's fairly easy to slip a thigh harness onto someone like even if they were lying there asleep and then you could put a dildo in there and you could like ride them um, mm-hmm. All of this, I sh- I'll just reiterate. All of this is with their consent. I know that we said that eight hundred times, but like just to reiterate, um, right? Because yeah, I think that that's the type of thing where like they wouldn't have to do very much, but also they can feel the motion of what's going on, and also it's near mm-hmm. their junk, so like maybe that feels good for them too. Um, mm-hmm. What came to mind for you for sleepy sex toys? Yeah, I would say I would avoid. So I could sleep through damn near anything. So my brain is giving me magic wand. I recognize it is not quiet. (laughs) However, it is probably the tone of vibrations I would want. Mm. Because if I'm going to be like waking up into the vibration of something, I don't want something particularly pinpoint. Mm -hmm. I because, like, you're going to have a hard time aiming. Like, I like the magic wand because I like the shape and I like the deep vibrations. Mm-hmm. Because you could put that near someone's junk and sleepy version of them can, like, start grinding on it or move closer to it or something mm-hmm. like that. So I would look, I don't know, I'm so out of touch with sex toys these days, but something maybe the shape of the Jeju Mimi Mm-hmm. which can like fit really comfortably in the palm of your hand and just like hold against or near their junk. I don't like my quietest toy that gets used often in my house is like the Zumio, the little mm. purple thing. Yeah. And that is so pinpoint and yeah. so high intensity. <laughs> the idea of waking up to that on my junk makes me want to scream. <laughs> like, I would jump straight through my wall and into my neighbor's apartment. <laughs> it, like, it would not be a good time. But something, like, deep and rumbly that, like, even if you're vibrating, like, the mattress near my junk and having it, like, between my thighs where I can, like, sense it there, mm-hmm. I think is something that would be a little more comfortable to, like, oh, oh, that kind of feels good good oh i would like more of that (laughs) uh 
Maybe the uh, iconic wand. It's a little quieter, but mm. fairly similar to the magic yeah, wand. Yeah, a bit smaller too. Yeah, Jimmy Jane. It's good to think about how you feel about penetration when you're sleepy. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know how true this is for other people, but I have a very hard line on this. Like penetration when I'm asleep or half asleep is just does not feel good. It feels too jarring, too alarming, uh, too much like my body is being infiltrated uh, in a way that I don't like. Um, and I'm sure that there are people who would be into that for those exact reasons. But yeah, I tend yeah, to. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I need I need only external stuff when I'm that sleepy, um, mm-hmm. unless I wake up enough to ask for penetration. Um, but yeah, it would be good to, uh, if you're thinking about buying sex toys for this purpose, chat with your partner about, you know, what might work and what definitely wouldn't. Yeah, absolutely. Because internal stuff is definitely like a different tone of play. Mm-hmm. Having anything inside me while I'm like falling asleep or like waking up or whatever um, definitely does feel like invasive in the ways you're talking about. It doesn't necessarily feel sexy, at least not right away. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is a thing that we find hot to play with if we are using it. Um, we talked in the bonus episode, which I don't think is out yet, but will be out soon, um, about this these like alien sex role plays that my partner and I have been doing a lot lately, mm-hmm. and that is the thing that get that will play into that a lot, where they will be like creeping into my room where I'm half asleep <laughs> and exploring things, which often includes sliding like a finger or two in me in a way that definitely feels like more invasive than sexy at first, which is sexy in a different way yeah because i'm a fucking pervert <laughs> anyway listen to more about that on the bonus episodes <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, that might actually be up by the time that this episode comes up because i'm planning on editing it today time of recording so nice travel we'll see i mean a quintessential like sleep time accessory that is also a sex toy is a blindfold i wear a sleeping mm. mask every night when i mm-hmm. sleep because it helps me sleep more deeply and then you just have a built-in blindfold, which just like exa- uh, exacerbates, uh, ex- accentuates the feelings that can already be happening when you're having sleepy sex. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, this is an interesting and controversial question. Mm. Uh, what if I want to make my partner sleepy before fucking them? Are there safe ways to induce it? Um, we have safe in is our- an interesting word. Yeah, safe is an interesting <laughs> word here. Uh, my partner has done some research into this and the product known as ZZZ Quill is a apparently non-habit forming sleep aid. Is that right, Matt? There's two types. One is, um, basically Benadryl and okay. one is, uh, just melatonin and yeah, they're, they're not habit forming. Okay. Yeah. And there is always just like melatonin as well. Um, mm-hmm. and that can induce sleepiness i have not personally used those because my worry is that i would get so sleepy from those that i would just fall asleep which like for me is not really the funnest thing about this um Mm. but i have had success with um matt giving me like a long massage if i wanted Mm. to become sleepy because then i just get so relaxed and and of course there's also hypnosis but i think massage seems to be the thing that like consistently works the best for me if if i want to do this what do you think about this that makes a lot of sense, yeah. I mean, yeah, safe is, is a relative question on what you're, I, like, what you judge as to be safe for you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the easiest answer is 
wait until you're quite sleepy. It'll happen eventually. Uh, (laughs) And then do this, right? If we want to talk as safe as possible, fucking wait. Your body's made to get sleepy. Um, (laughs) However, we as humans have figured out a great many ways to keep us awake and a great many ways to put us to sleep. So like you were talking about, if you have sleep aids that you are comfortable using to fall asleep they would work similarly in this situation. Um, Intoxicants we've talked about as like playing with intoxicants feeling akin to sleepy sex. If I smoke a joint of a good indica, I'm quite sleepy afterwards. (laughs) Um, So that's a good opportunity to play with that. But that is up to you on how safe you feel combining intoxicants with sex and combining other kinds of drugs with sex and also relying on intoxicants and drugs and pharmaceuticals to fall asleep because both of those are your own risk assessments to make. Yep. This listener was wondering, should stop mean stop when the person is asleep or partially asleep, even if we have a consensual non-consent dynamic and normally use other safe words? Uh, I would err on the side of yes for this only because maybe your safe words aren't coming up often enough that they're like really drilled into this person's subconscious to the point that they can bring them up when they're that sleepy. But I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, I think this is a question for the person you're playing with, not us. Um, If like... Like you said, if your safe words don't come up a ton and stop is the word that's going to come to mind when they need you to stop, then stop means stop these days. Mm-hmm. If you play with CNC awake all the time and stop has literally never meant stop mm-hmm. and stop is a thing that like you say a lot because it's hot for you in that CNC context and it is a damn near a dirty word for you at this point. <laughs> No, it doesn't need to mean stop when this person is, like, half asleep. Because, like, within your dynamic, it is pretty well ingrained as a horny word. And it is a thing that will come up when you're doing that. Yeah. So I think it is a discussion for you of, like, when Ash and I play, we know what words are my safe words. Like, I use a red, yellow, green system. Mm -hmm. And if they're hitting me and I say, ow, fuck, that's a yellow. I didn't say yellow. That's a yellow. We've just established that that's the sound I make when someone hits me real hard in a bad way. So <laughs> you can learn, right, if if this person is distressed and needs you to, like, actually stop, what is going to be their go-to word? And right. if it's not your safe word, then you should be clear what the other one is, what the other words are, what will come to mind in those moments. Mm-hmm. Matt was just pointing out to me yesterday that when I'm nearing a yellow, I will start saying it hurts. It hurts, mm-hmm. <laughs> which sounds so obvious, <laughs> but like I don't say that when it's hurting in a purely good way. Yeah, uh, and I was like, "Huh, good. I'm glad that you noticed that because I didn't notice that." Um, I really like the stoplight system for this, though, um, as a failsafe. Even if you have other safe words, I think it's really useful for check-ins. And if somebody is really sleepy and they're saying "stop, stop." You can say, what color are you? And then it'll remind them like, oh, yeah, we have those words. And then they'll give you green, yellow, or red, which will probably be more useful to you than a confusing stop in a CNC dynamic. Mm -hmm. And you can build in other cues that mean more than just stop. Mm -hmm. Because one of the things that's tricky about particularly this kind of dynamic is 
as a dominant, when I'm topping someone, I rely a lot on their reactions and the feedback they give me and the things that they say to know that they're enjoying what I'm doing or like where I need to direct the scene next. Mm -hmm. And as we've spent the last 45 minutes or so talking about, we don't have those when we're talking about sleepy sex. That is not, we get so much less feedback. Mm -hmm. So you can build in things that, mean you're having a good time and they can be things that like fit into the story of sleepy sex right maybe it's like a particular way you'll move or maybe you have like a fake snore that will like mean that you're like deep into it or having fun or whatever Mm -hmm. but you can make something mean green without saying green in Mm -hmm. the same way you can make something mean stop without saying stop yeah and that can be a good way to like if you if you want to tell your dominant, nah, I'm having a great time without sitting up and rolling over and being like, this is fantastic. <laughs> I love this. Oh, sleepy sex is so fun because it mm-hmm. might pop the illusion a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can you can build those things in and then just discuss them outside of the scene and know that going in. Yep. Yep. Communication. Always a good thing. Um, one more question. This is from a friend of the show who says, I'd love to know if you or Bex have any tips on dating people who have different internal clocks. I don't date night owls anymore because I'm usually just too sleepy to be interested in anything but sleep at night. But explaining that to someone who is super awake at that time is hard. I feel like there have always been resentments. Um, I, I often think of the section in Joelle and Naughty's book, The Monster Under the Bed, where she talks about decoupling sex from bedtime, Mm. um, which she discusses in the context of people with depression because there can be like a a mounting anxiety that comes up toward bedtime if that's the designated sex time, especially if you are very fatigued. Um, Mm. I think that that has been really huge for me. Like my partner and I will sometimes rearrange things so that we have sex maybe before we go out to dinner, for example, or like in the middle of the day on, on a weekend. Like, of course this is very schedule dependent, but like, if you want to make it a priority, you can do your best to make it a priority. And, um, it's good to sort of like pay attention to your energy levels and your partner's energy levels in terms of like patterns over the course of the day and the week and get a sense of like, when are you going to be open to, you know, more focused and and conscious and deliberate intimacy versus when is it going to start to feel annoying or like you're not really present in the way that you want to be? Yeah, I agree. I mean, I feel like this is a question of needs and scheduling, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Yeah, I mean, I think it's just a matter of like preferences and tastes, right? Mm -hmm. If you have enough in common and are enjoying your time together enough, then find the times that you are both excited about having sex during the day and and plan for those, right? Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, our relationship isn't spending all our time hanging out together anyway. If I'm going to bed at 11 and you're up till 4 a.m., well, those few hours are your time, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But if we're both interested in fucking at, like, noon the next day, then great, we we can do that. Mm -hmm. Um, If the person is, like, not flexible enough to find times in the day that are fun for both of you and to find times that they are, like, 
you were both interested in fucking or both interested in spending time together or both have the energy to dedicate to spending time with each other, then that's a question of compatibility. Mm-hmm. And they're just not interested in investing the energy into the relationship. And that could be any issue of compatibility. Right? Yeah, it's true. I will say also as a person in a long distance relationship with someone who gets up dramatically earlier than me, um, mm. I have often found it useful to use kind of the asynchronicity of the texting medium to access some kind of sexual intimacy, even if we're not having sex. So like, for example, uh, if one of us sends the other nudes at a time when the other person is sleeping, then like you wake up and you have nudes and like maybe you're going to jerk off in the morning to those nudes or maybe you're going to review like a sex that they sent you the night before and jerk off then. And then you can Mm -hmm. like send back a text and be like, I jerked off to these nudes. Here's what I was thinking about. And then like, you know, it's not synced up, but like sometimes that's what works best for particular schedules. If you're the type of person who feels like that interaction is actually fulfilling in a sexual way. Mm -hmm. All right. Thanks for all those great questions, folks. I have been Kate Sloan. I have a sex blog at girlyjuice.net. I have a book out, which you can find at 101kinkythings.com. There is a sleepy sex section in it, which is just basically a very condensed version of a lot of the advice we gave (laughs) in this episode, along with some suggestions about how to start trying that kink if you're you're interested in sort of tiptoeing into it. Um, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at girly underscore juice. And I also write a weekly newsletter, which you can find at katesloan.substack.com. Where is your stuff? I'm Bex. You can find all my writing and information about my workshops at bextalksex.com. I'm teaching, I think I have five more workshops scheduled this month, so you definitely want to go there and check my schedule to see. I'm teaching about blowjobs and bottoming and impact all throughout the month of November, so I'd love to see you at any of those live online workshops. I also just posted my first online course, which is entirely self-directed, so you don't have to be available at the same time or awake at at the same time as I am to take it. Uh, nice. You can find there is, yeah, look at me go. Uh, there's a big banner on my website for that. And you could also click the link to online courses right in the header. And that's at bextalksex.com. And that course is Better Bottoming. So that's the one I mentioned a little bit earlier, but it has all of my tips for being a really involved and participatory bottom in your kink scene. So I would love to have y'all see y'all taking that workshop and hear what you think together we oh i'm also naked on the internet aren't i <laughs> i'm also naked on the internet as billy lore so if you go to at billy lore you can find all of the links to all of my porn there i have some really fun stuff coming out in the next couple of weeks together with the dildorks we're on twitter and instagram at the dildorks we're also at the dildorks.com and patreon.com slash the dildorks is where you can go to toss a couple of bucks our way and help us keep doing what we're doing that'll also give you access to our exclusive discord for listeners of the show where we have some really really great conversations and help prep for all of these episodes and you can chat with us about them afterwards At the mid-tier on our Patreon, you'll also get access to those exclusive bonus episodes. So if you want to hear all about alien sex and other weird things that we share on those episodes, you can go to patreon.com slash thedildorks to get access to those. I also want to shout out our top-tier supporters who get mentioned every week on this show. Those folks are Amelia, Nat, 
Matthew, Stabatha Christie, and our newest top-tier supporter, Gwen. Thank you all for your support. And thank you also to Protodome, who did our theme song. Thank you to Amy, who did our logo. Thank you to our sponsor for this episode, HustlerHollywood.com. And you can use the code JUICE15, J-U-I-C-E-1-5, for 15% off your order. And thank you so much to you for listening. Until next time, folks, get out there and live your sexy, dorky life. Bye. Bye. So I put a thing on Instagram that said, do you have any questions about sleepy sex? And... Mm -hmm. Our good friend Brent. Um, oh no! <laughs> wrote in the box. Uh, yes. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> like what? Does he think but, that it's? Does he think that it's a separate thing, like a separate enough thing from what a vanilla person would assume sleepy sex was? That he just doesn't know what it is. Like, right? Because like he knows what those two words mean. Right. And I feel like most of my experience in kink is being like, you familiar with this? Be like, I know what those words mean. Uh, and, and to be fair, half the time it is exactly what it sounds like, and half the time it is definitely not. So. That's true. That's true, to be <laughs> fair. I feel like if he was here, he would go on a monologue about how, like, I've had partners almost fall asleep when they were going down on me at the end of a long night, and I never really thought about that being a kink, you know? Right, right, exactly. Which, like, <laughs> yeah, that's our whole thing is the thing. <laughs> we find the we kinks do think about them as kinks, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Together we're the Dildorks. We're at the Dildorks on Twitter and Instagram. Inch, inch, I can't eat. <laughs> I'm just butchering this Are one Are you this doing, time. like, an SBH scene with Instagram? <laughs> I am. <laughs>